What's good, fam? It's your man, Norm, here. Are you following us on social media yet? If not, you may find us on all of the major social platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn. Find us at New Numa. That's P-N-E-U-P-N-E-U-M-A. From there, you may find myself and Justin and follow our personal accounts also. As you know, feedback helps everyone grow and we need your feedback. If you want to join our team, have suggestions on how we may improve, if you want to be interviewed by us, or if you have someone you would like for us to interview, please email us at new.numa.podcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, if you would like to see our podcast grow to that next level, you may also give financially to the cause whenever you feel like it by going to our anchor.fm page, clicking on the button that says support this podcast. We will greatly appreciate you sowing into the vision to help us spread the good news about the truth of God's kingdom worldwide. Thanks for your support and keep it locked right here. Today in the studio, we have a special guest. You've seen him in videos, at concerts, featured on other projects, and so much more. He currently has a new album out called The Ace, which is available on iTunes, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is none other than my friend and my brother, K-Drama. What's good, K-Drama? Yo, yo, yo. Enjoying life, man. Enjoying God. Enjoying uh, my family. You know, things are good. Things are good. That's what's up, man. This has been a, a year in the making now, and we finally got you on here. <laughs> yes, sir. It's been a long time. I'm glad. Yeah, I know, man. So, um, so man, first of all, tell me. So, I, I I heard you say you're on your way to doing a show right now. What's what's good with that? So I'm on my way to um, it's called Cuyahoga Falls, which is in between Akron and Cleveland. So I got a show there tonight. Been been busy on the road. Um, not that I ever take a break. Sometimes I'll be like, "Yeah, been busy lately." Not, you know, it's been pretty, pretty steady. Um, but yeah, I was. Uh, I just had a show in what's called Pompano Beach, Florida, which is in between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. So I was there last week, and I got uh, Cleveland today, uh, or Cuyahoga Falls. I mean, and then next week I'm in Phoenix uh, or Winslow. I mean, Winslow, Arizona, and um, yeah, we just. You know, wherever the opportunities are, um, if God's opening the door and he wants me to go, you know, through it, obviously, then, then yeah, I'm there. So I'm grateful. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of things happening. I like that. Yeah, that man. is definitely what's up. So, so let me, so let's, let's, let's kind of back it up. This is your first time on, you know, Word Life and, you know, like we always do, man, we like to get a, you know, get the story, like find out what it was that made you into who you are. So, man, talk about, talk a little bit about, like, you know, your background, man, like how it was for you growing up and and what led to you doing music and all that that you're doing now. That's a good question. Um, I was an 80s baby, like born in the 80s, uh, raised in the 90s, I like to say. So, I mean, I, um, I had both parents in the household, but both parents weren't always present, primarily my dad. Uh, my dad's struggle with a drug addiction that that really it 
it caused him to do a lot of things that took him away from the home. So I, I didn't feel validated. Like, I didn't I didn't feel like um, a lot of people paid me much mind, much attention. So I was a real shy kid, which is ironic because now I'm on stages, you know, rapping. So it's kind of an oxymoron. But, um, yeah. but uh, my dad, like, not being there, it, it drove me to try to get attention from different sources and different things, um, you know, trying to have a girlfriend or the best shoes different things like that. Like, not that I was on the streets or anything like that, but I definitely wasn't living for God. I, I, I went to church, but God was my last priority. And it wasn't until um, I got kicked out of school. I, I went to a pretty uh, prestigious high school. Uh, we got one of the top ten high schools in the country called Wanna Hills High School, and I went there. Uh, but I, I basically flunked out. Um, I got kicked out of school. My mom, that was like the one time I got a, a whooping. I didn't get whoopings, but my mom was really mad. Like, <laughs> like she tore my butt up. Still feel it to this day. Um, I can imagine. So, right, and so I went, but she put me in a Christian school that next year. And um, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the peers that influenced me because, quite honestly, uh, in the Christian school, I felt like a lot of them were worse uh, than the public school. But uh, hmm. I felt like I was just surrounded by theology and teachers who love the Lord and uh, just really made a difference in just my thinking. And, um, you know, no, my friend died that same year, November um, 18th, um, passed away of a heart failure. He was, he was uh, 13 years old. And when he died, like, all the stuff I learned in church, all the stuff I learned at, at this Christian school, I think it just really hit home. Like, man, what if I died today? Like, would I be in heaven? Would I – what I've lived a fulfilling life, you know, for God. And, and um, so November 22nd, 98, I gave my life to Christ uh, at a funeral. I was at a funeral. Uh, that's where I got saved. And then not too much longer after that, like, I, I never rapped a day in my life. But um, um, I went to this of No Limit, anything No Limit from Master P all the way down to Prime Suspects and Gambino family. I mean, anybody that wrote with No Limit, I love. And so uh, he was rapping to this beat that uh, from a song that Fiend made called uh, Woof. And and when I heard him rapping to it, it just really piqued my interest uh, because hmm. I was infatuated. I was still, you know, coming off the world. So when I saw him rapping, like, God used that moment to inspire me to, to write a song. Like I was like, man, I want to write a song now. And I never rapped a day in my life, but I had this desire that wouldn't leave. So that, that was like the beginning. That was the genesis of, of my rap career. And I, I started writing songs, and um, one song led to another. And I'm rapping in school. And, you know, the same period, because I ended up going back to the school I got kicked out of. And um, a lot of the people I went to school with saw the transformation. Like, at first, they questioned it, like, man, is he really saved? Like, he he, he go. You know, you know, he ain't really about that church life. Like, he gonna be back, but once yeah. they saw I was for real and I was serious, like a lot of them start feeling my music, and they were inviting me, you know, to their churches, you know, because some of them were PKs, and some of them, you know, uh-huh. had parents that were youth pastors and things like that. So that was really how I got around, you know, in Cincinnati, and that's how people started discovering me. And little by little, just you know, the internet was popping and. And uh, before I knew it, you know, I was traveling the country, you know, rapping, rapping for Jesus, and and one thing led to another. And so I'm, you know, I'm grateful for where I'm at now. But you know, that's 
that's how I started. So you know, I, I've I've um, followed certain things about your career over the years, man, and um, I know that at some point in time you had gotten connected to cross movement. How in the world yeah. did that happen? So I um, before the cross movement deal, I had another deal um, with Holy Hip Hop, and so that was the same label Ken Jones was with at the time. And I think from that, a lot of people discovered who I was. Like that was like my first nationally released album this was like 2006 a while 10 years ago that was 10 years ago when it dropped and so um cross movement like cross movement i had a i had a couple people actually like cross movement had heard of me through the deal but there's a guy actually from cincinnati his name was eric campbell he's a he's a rapper also uh, he goes by uh effusion and so he he had left cincinnati to become an intern at cross movement and uh, he was putting like you know a bug in their ear about me, like man, y'all y'all need y'all need to sign you know K Drama, like he's dope, like y'all should look out for him. Meanwhile, uh, I was getting it in, get, getting it in uh, with R Swift um, because I had him featured on a compilation album that I dropped back in like I was in high school when I dropped it. Uh, this was like 2002, back when he was in the Street Sweepers, um, and so. He had left the street sweepers, and then uh, he was uh, working on a he was working on revolutionary theme music, and he was signed with Lamp Mode. And so when he was signed with Lamp Mode, like he hit me up, like yo, I, he was like, you know, I, I'm a backpack rapper, I'm an East Coast rapper, but I need one of them Dirty South tracks. That's back when we called it Dirty South. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I need one of them <laughs> down South, Dirty South beats. And so I made uh, this song. Actually, it was me, Swift, Sizzle. And another guy named Ruddy, uh, we made this song called You Can Get It. And that song, like, really put me on the map, like, as far as, because, of course, eventually, you know, at first he was signed with Lamp Mode, but then he signed with Cross Movement. And so they re-released revolutionary theme music. And so that's when I really started buzzing, like, with Cross Movement. And then uh, right after that, I started working with Lecrae. You know, I, I had produced on uh, Rebel. I have, Oh, and I produced on Flames. uh uh, Our World Redeemed album, because I was Grammy nominated. So um, anybody that was on that album really got looked at by Cross Movement. And so, um, and at the same time, you know, they had this, it was the stuff going on with Ambassador and Truth, and people were leaving the label little by little. And so they were looking, you know, for new artists. Um, and so that's where I I came in, a young Josh, Level Three Sixteen. And we kind of yeah. we were we made up for the not that we could de- replace them because I the, I'm fans of, you know I'm still a fan of Truth and and Ambassador and and anybody cross movement so you know for me signing with cross movement like even to this day it's kind of like a, wow I was signed with the legendary cross movement like I have all their albums um, on mm-hmm. TV or on on my phone. Um, so for me, you know, when I signed with them, it was really encouraging. It was like, not that I needed a stamp of approval, but it definitely encouraged yeah. me. I felt that validation, like, all right, if I ever question God's calling for my life, um, you know, this should make me feel more secure, you know, in that calling. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, so ever since then, basically, man, I know that you've been doing a lot of um, you. Did, you basically went solo, or not solo, but you kind of branched off from cross movement and started to yeah. I went indie. Um, yep. 
Yeah, yeah, Indy. So, um, so any what changed as a result of that um, that going Indy? What what changed for you? So, to be honest, uh, <laughs> not a lot changed um, because, like, I when I started, like my my first album that started getting some attention nationwide was uh, my Fourteen to Life album. And so um, from there, that's how I got to deal with Holy Hip Hop. But when I was with Holy Hip Hop, like, I pretty much made that album on my own. They just gave me some money to help with production, you know. And uh-huh. and I had to recoup it, of course. But I did recoup it through my sales, um, thank God. Like, I was able to, you know, eat a little off of that album. And then when I left Holy Hip Hop, I, like, I only did one album with Holy Hip Hop. Then I went back indie again. I put out, you know, different EPs and mixtapes. But then I put out this song called Air Jordan uh, on my Boom Baptism album. And when I put Air Jordan out, like, that's still my best-selling song to this day, even more than anything I put out on Cross Movement. And so, um, you know, when that when that album came out, came out you know, I, I was independent uh, working it. And so then I signed with Cross Movement, put out We Fit. But then, you know, I was signed with them. I was supposed to have a five-year deal with them. I only did three. Uh, they let me out of my contract early, and I, you know, and I appreciate them for that. Um, but, but I was I was working on another album uh, called Winds and Waves, which I ended up dropping independently. But I was working on it um, as I was on Cross Movement. Like that was supposed to be a Cross Movement release, but Cross Movement was going through some internal stuff. So they was like, "Man, you should you should just release it independently." And um and really like I I think that's why Cross Movement signed me to begin with because I've always been a hustler I grind like I I produce most of my music I mix all my music and not that I want to mix all my music but it's just I'm I'm able to provide a quality project in a yeah. fast amount of time without much money because I already invested the money on the front end you know I I got yeah. the studio I got the the equipment, I got everything in house. So all I needed them what you know, what Cross Movement did was basically they took my album and put some money behind it and, you know, the distribution and and all those things. But really I've always depended on that online straight to consumer promotion. And so even though I lost the distribution the the way music was going anyway, it was all about, you know, iTunes and Amazon and Google Play and now Spotify. And so I really didn't skip a beat, you know, after leaving Cross Movement because I was still able to release my music. Um, and, in fact, now I can release my music at a more accelerated rate to where I can put uh-huh. out music whenever I want to versus worrying about sending it to Cross Movement. And not that... Like, I don't want to make it seem like I don't want accountability. Like, I have people yeah. I bounce my music off of and, hey, you know, is does this sound theologically sound? Like, when I put out the eighth, you know, I was being very transparent on that album, so I just wanted to make sure I wasn't saying things that would lead people down the wrong path. You know, the blind, uh, the yeah. blind leads the blind, you know, they both fall in a ditch. You know, I didn't want that blood on my hands. But um, yeah. but I am grateful because I have checks and balances in my career, you know, in my late, you know, in my in my music situation. Like I don't have to worry about, um, like I I'm 
when I release music, I'm confident in the quality of it from a theological perspective, from a music perspective. Because I admit, like, I do miss, like, Tonic being behind me and saying, like, yo, I like this, I, you know, you should try this. Like, he was a very good, um, I don't want to call him a mentor because he wasn't necessarily my mentor, but he was a good, um, he was good support for me. Um, yeah. You know, having, like, True Life, because True Life did a lot of stuff still with Cross Movement while I was there. He helped mix some of my songs on We Fit. He gave, like, some of the stuff I do to this day, uh, like, within my own music is a result of hanging with True Life. Like, he, yeah. he flew to Cincinnati, like, Cross Movement flew him to Cincinnati. And this is, actually, I don't think I've ever shared this on an interview. Um, like, he he flew to Cincinnati, uh, Cross Movement rented him a hotel for a night, and we took the studio to the hotel and we was just going through each track, like, all right, what does this need? What does that need? He was showing me plugins. He was showing me tricks on Pro Tools and just different things that I use now that, that I implement now that I wouldn't have known maybe if it wasn't for him, um, you know, showing me those things. So I do miss that support, but I gain it in other ways because I got dudes around me who who are who pursue excellence and, and know things that I don't know. And so, you know, they're – they're looking out for my best interest, just like Cross Women did. So I'm not lacking for that, even though I do miss it from my from my heroes. You know, I would say those were my heroes and people I looked up to and that I was grateful for. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you brought up something that made me think about someone. Um, you know, did you ever meet Enoch? You know what? I never did. And what's funny about you bringing him up is he lived in Ohio for a little while. He was only like an hour and a half away from me uh, in Columbus, and um, and then he moved to Texas after that. But he was going through a transition period. And some of the people that I know um, that rap, they used to roll with Enoch. Like they did um, a lot of lot. Of, his name is Brandon, and uh, I actually did a song with him. Uh, but he, they were dope. They were called Word Life. At, they were called Word Life. That's crazy. Uh. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, and so they were dope. Um, but, yeah, they used to do stuff with him. Um, so, actually, I was just in uh, a city. Uh, I can't even think of what it's called. Um, but um, but they have the biggest basket in the world. Like It's, it's literally the biggest hand basket in the world. It's a monument. But uh, that's the only thing I remember about it. But oh, okay. this guy came to my concert. Uh, that I was talking about, he was. We were talking about Enoch. Like, man, like I, I never got to meet him, but I, you know, he was telling me good things about him. And uh, I love. I've always loved Enoch. And actually, when he came out with Authentic, with much love, I love that album. That was back in like 2003, and I used to bang that album hard. Like, that was a really good quality uh, album. Yeah, man, no doubt. Yeah, <clears throat> he was a he was a big loss, man, to the cross movement yeah. and to the Christian hip hop world, man. I, I agree. was it was a big it was a big shock to me, you know, when I when I heard that he passed away. But um but yeah, so um so now tell me about the concept of the eighth, man. Where did this come from? Why did you name it so, the eighth? So the eighth, um, what's funny is Last last year, I was asked to rap at a back-to-school event in Richmond, Indiana. And when I went to rap, they also asked me to preach. 
uh, the following morning during service. And so okay. um, I rapped. You know, I did the songs from, like, I did, because I didn't have any eight, the eighth material yet. Like, that album didn't even exist yet. So I had uh, stuff from Winds and Waves that I was doing. And um, Winds and Waves, like, was a, a kind of a, almost, it wasn't a dark period in my life, but it was just, I hadn't, I haven't, I didn't release music at the time from, like, the We Fit album came out in 2010, and then Winds and Waves didn't drop until three years later, which in in the in the entertain in the record industry, that's like career suicide. Like you don't you don't wait that long to release music because you're you know you got to stay relevant, and so mm-hmm. um, which is something I thank God for. Like despite me not having an album out, I was still doing shows. I was still touring. I was still producing for a lot of artists. It's just I wasn't getting that album revenue, and that was and yeah. that was a big shot, you know, in my bank account, which led me to write went away. Um, and so the thing is, like, I um I felt that, and so I wrote a lot about that. And so then after Winds and Waves came out, though, I felt like because I didn't release an album for three years, dudes forgot about me in Christian rap. Like like the the dudes that do pay attention you know, to you releasing an album. I felt like there was a lot of politics in the industry that I was naive to um, because I was on the other side of the fence. You know, when, when when things are good, things are good. You know, you're producing for people when people are asking for beats and all those kind of things. You know, you're their best friend. But then, um, you know, when, when you're not providing the content, uh, dudes forget about you. They don't remember the good times. They don't remember you mm-hmm. coming over their house. They don't remember you you know, kicking it with their kids and, and helping out and vacations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I felt some kind of way about that, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I was like, man, that's kind of that's dirty. Real. Like, because I, I felt like, you know, we had genuine relationships, but you find out those relationships were built on sand. It was based exactly. on what you could do for them and people mm-hmm. were facing the limelight. And so, um, hmm. you know, I was when I was at this uh, – uh, when I was preaching, I, I wrote this sermon about David and how, um, you know, a lot of times we feel like we're casted off by our brothers. You know, we're we're not deserving to be anointed king. Like we're we are to tend the sheep. You know, because you think about David. Like when you read First Samuel, like David wasn't even considered like. Like, um, they, Samuel um, had to ask um, Jesse, like, yo, is, is there any more? Like, I, like this yeah. ain't the one. This ain't the one. He went through the, all the seven brothers. Yeah. And they was like, no, not this one. No, not He's strong. He's handsome. But, nope, he's not the one. And then um, we get to – and then, then oh, yeah, there, oh, yeah, there is one more. There is David, <laughs> the one that is anointed. <laughs> but the one that's least considered for the job. And so that's how I felt, like, like not to toot my horn and be like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm K-Trauma. Like, you need to put some respect on my name. Like, it's not like that. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm like, I got something to offer. Like, I feel like I'm a very unique artist who comes from a fresh perspective, and there's nobody in the world that could be me. Like, just like I can't be Lecrae, I can't be – Flame, I can't be social club. I only could be me, and so. But I feel yeah. like what I provide to Christian hip hop is fresh and it's different, 
And so I'm like, how can I get forgotten about so quickly? Uh, yeah. Among, not, and I don't even care about the, the fans, like, 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 like forgetting about me. I'm, I'm just talking about my peers and those I'm yeah. in the game with. And so, exactly. um, you know, I'm like, yo, I still got, I still got music left. I'm, I'm 32 years old. You, you treat me like, like, I'm like 50 years old and you shouldn't be <laughs> rapping no more. Like, you too old to do that. And, and of course, Hip hop is getting older, so now you're starting to see Jay Z and Nas and all these artists who are in their mid forties uh-huh. who are still rapping, and it's and it's nothing. You know, hip hop is yeah. still a baby in compared to rock music and and blues and jazz yeah. and country and all these other genres. And so I feel like in hip hop, we're the only genre who looks at somebody and judge them by their age, like they're an athlete or something. Like ah, yeah. his muscles are waning. He needs to get out the game. He an OG. <laughs> yeah. He a he, especially in Christian hip hop. Like OG is it doesn't have the same ring to it as in the in the world. Like you an OG in the world. Like you get mad clout. You get mad respect. Yeah. But I think a lot of people use OG as a person who deserves respect because they did something in the game, but they're exactly. not currently providing anything fresh. And so I got kind of tired of hearing this OG term. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I am an OG in the sense that I've been around for a while, but I, you don't call Lecrae an OG. I've never heard Lecrae be called an OG. And he's been rapping yeah. just as long as I have. Like, uh-huh. and, so, and so I I was like, man, like, it's probably taboo for me to write about this stuff, but it's real and it's what's on my heart. And um, yeah. so I wrote about that in the sermons. And a lot of my music is based on, like, sermons and different things like that and to be quite honest like i bombed this sermon like i didn't i i I felt like i didn't do a good job like when i preached i was so down after the after it was over but that didn't mean that the content wasn't fresh it was just my delivery could have been better because i had just wrote it like the night before um when Uh i could have you know prepped it sooner and so but i was reevaluating the content and i was like man like there's just so much truth, and I see myself so much in the story of David. And so uh, I was like, yo, I want to write an album about how my life is similar to David and how you know, I feel like I got a Goliath in my life that, you know, whether it's how people look at me or it's fi- finances, uh, because one thing I learned when I released Winds and Ways was the game had changed from when we fit dropped, like more people were streaming music and there was less money being made through album sales. And I had to kind of be like, oh, okay, the game has changed a little bit since I dropped my album. You know, three years, I guess a lot can happen in, in this digital world. And so um, when I released the eighth, like like when I was working on the eighth, I was like, all right, I want to write a story about David. But then it hit me. I was like, wow, this is my eighth album. And David is the eighth son of Jesse. So, yeah, when those two things popped out at me, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, because I was going to call it number eight. That was going to be the original title. I was like, nah, the eighth has a better ring to it. And so, Mm -hmm. but then, um, you know, growing up in church and, 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 uh, you know, my pastor, um, and a lot of, a lot of pastors do this. My pastor, I remember, him talking about how numbers have significance. Yeah. He was talking about how the eight, how the eight. number eight new symbolizes a new beginning. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, like, so you got 
David is the eighth son of Jesse. This is my eighth album. Eight symbolizes new beginning. Maybe this album is my new beginning. And mm. how people may look down on me because I've been in the game so long, I'm older, I haven't put out anything in a while. It's not like, 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 I feel like, you know, like all my albums um, from, from um, 14 and life on have generally got good reviews by my fans. Not that everybody likes my music, you know, people uh-huh. have their different tastes, but my fan base, for the most part, has enjoyed my music over the course of my career, which I'm thankful for. And so I'm yeah. like, it's not like my music is waning. It's not like I'm running out of ideas. It's not like my beats are whack. I feel like my, my music is get, is improving, yet I'm getting treated by certain people like like I'm not improving. And so yeah. um, so I was like, yo, I'm going to write this album. It's going to be blunt, be transparent, be honest. And, and, man, I love how the Ace came out. And actually a lot of people have felt I've learned that a lot of people have been afraid to speak on this kind of stuff. Like they feel the same way. Like they feel like they've been written off, whether it's by rappers or, you know, their church or people at their job, family, uh, society. I mean, there's so many different ways you could, you could, you could view it. So I'm, I'm just thankful um, that, that this album is really, blessing people and i feel like it, i'm just getting started man like i dropped it in february but um i'm about to shoot some videos i'm i've been talking with a couple uh video uh videographers and and we're setting some things up i'm shooting one for arthur ag soon because um a lot of people really been wanting a video for that 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 have that have emailed me or wrote on my social media channels and so yeah man and, and of course i'm still i'm working on new music because i'm it's not going to be three years until I release another album, like, coming. Like, I realized, no like, yeah, and I think that's another thing too, like that I didn't mention is that I'm a pro- like because I produce music, I-, I had to learn a lesson. Is that the lesson I learned is that my fans want music from me. Like, even though I produce beats and I upload them online every day, that's not equivalent in their mind to me dropping new music. They're like, oh, yeah. you may have made a beat. That's fine. But I, and it encouraged me because I'm like, oh, okay, people really like my songs. They want to hear your words. Yeah. yeah, they want the words, which is encouraging <clears throat> for me. Um, you know, and so I'm, I'm grateful, man. Like, the eighth has been doing well. And, um, and people, you know, you'll hear a lot of people say, like, music doesn't sell anymore. Like, it's all about, it's all about streaming. And that's, that's not true at all. Like, man, like, I, not that you like it, it's definitely different like I don't sell albums um the way like that I did before but I mean people people still buy records people still buy CDs like yeah. like so if you're an artist out there man don't be fooled by what like somebody may tell you man the music industry is dead like don't let that discourage you like man people buy albums people it's just you do have streaming now but that doesn't mean you can't make money from the streams, um, it's just making sure you promote it, make sure you're telling people to stream it, and and um, and you use your e-tour. You make sure you do shows, and that's where people buy your CDs, or they'll they'll be more inclined to support you because they felt like they met you and they know yeah. you. They're they're a part of your story. They touched you, and so uh, I no mean, doubt. the music industry is far from dead. No doubt. So I got a question, man. You're talking about preaching and everything. Did you get a degree in theology or something, or you just 
how how <clears throat> how did you get involved with that with preaching? So I I, I didn't um I, I haven't I haven't went to school um since 2003 or 2005 I mean I went to school for business uh, administration I didn't finish uh, I went for like two years and um but it's funny man like like just I don't know and I I, I allude I said earlier um I was very shy I actually failed kindergarten. Because I was, I was. They said I was too premature to go to the first grade. Like uh-huh. I was too shy. I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't say nothing. So they held me back so I could develop more. And so you know, and I guess what astounds me is that public speaking is the number one fear in America. And of course, hmm. yet me, the shy kid, you would think I would be afraid because I'm shy. If I'm not going to speak to you in private, why would I speak on stage in public? It's funny how mm-hmm. God can change you. He can save you. He can redeem you to the point where it's like the foolish thing, shame the wise. And I'm still a shy person. Like, it's not that uh-huh. I'm not shy. It's just I know how to walk by faith and not by sight. I know how to walk in the power of God to where when I get on stage, I'm confident in what God's going to do through me to to, you know, meet somebody's need in that moment uh, through a word that I may share. And so, I mean, it, it just started with me. I like I like to explain my songs, um, and I don't try to do it too long because I realize people are there to hear the music. But, but you know, I, I feel like I can give a message, a quick minute message, in light of explaining my song to encourage, yeah. you know, somebody else. Um, you know, and I feel like that's where the real meat comes and Two, I feel like because rap still to this day, but not as much as it used to. Like I'm, I remember a day where churches wouldn't let Christian rappers come in. Like oh, yeah. I was on the tail end of that, but I mean yeah. I remember that time. And so we really had to validate ourselves. Like we had to show people, especially older people, that we're not just rappers. Like we know the word of God. Like, and I kind of come from that old school era where, like, even though I'm younger, like. I I, re, I remember cross movement, you know how eloquent they would speak and they knew the word and and I was like man I I, I want to share the word like they do and so it would just come out like I would just be at a concert and I'd just be talking and, and people would just be like man you you gotta get you gotta call in to preach and I'm like I don't, well that don't mean I gotta start a church like but I can I can definitely <laughs> evangelize I can definitely preach and so I just feel like. It's just been developed over the years because I, I have a, uh, I believe I have a good understanding of, of the Word of God, and I like to encourage people. So I use my understanding of the Word of God to encourage people to press forward in their faith, and that's the same way I approach my music. I feel like my mu- my songs are just big sermons. It's just it's in, it's con- it's it's compressed into five yeah. minutes as opposed mm-hmm. to a thirty minute sermon. So. So, you know, um, obviously being in, a, in the world that you're in, the music and ministry, um, you obviously need a good support base. And what I'm talking about in this case is a good family support. So I know that obviously you're married, you got kids and everything, man. Um, I guess I want to know, like, if there's some specific thing that made you um, choose your wife where you just knew that she would be that supportive person that she is today. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, for me, 
when I met my wife, I actually met her at at, at an event that I was rapping at. So I was um I was teaching like I went to her church during vacation Bible school, and I was teaching like because I went to school with the pastor's daughters, and so they're the uh, the pastor's daughters had told um, their dad about me, and they're like, "Yeah, we should bring him in for for VBS, and he could teach the kids how to rap." And then, like on the last, you know, how you present on the last day whatever you learn, like you do, like a special play or song or something. So what the whole church did, or the, all the youth, we rap. I had like a rap choir, and I've been wanting to do this more. I taught all the kids. It was like 20 of them, 20, 30 of them. And um, I taught them a whole, like, an eight-bar rap. And a lot of them can still rap it to this day. Like, actually, my, my brother-in-law, he was he was he he's younger uh, than my wife, and he still can rap the song, like, front to back uh, to this day. <laughs> and so um, I met my wife there, and I think from the jump, she just saw the power in my ministry because he witnessed it firsthand. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like. This is this is amazing, and so like, and she could and she sings, so we okay. really, as far as the the ministry part, we complement each other because because she God has been using her especially lately um, to sing at different churches, and um, I mean from ten people in the audience to two thousand people in the audience. I mean she's uh-huh. being pulled in a lot of different directions and and i mean she was she was on jason's uh not his last not not foreign but she was on uh no filter she sang on fanatics uh last album um um she's of course she's been on a lot of my albums um so i mean it's not like like of course a lot of every every rapper or not every rapper but a lot of people rappers their wives can sing that's kind of the yeah, my wife is can sing, and this year it's like, hey, right. like, and so I, I'm not saying it. I don't, I'm not like trying to be like, yeah, my wife's the best, but my wife can legitimately sing. Like she, she's a beast, and so you know she's and it's been it's been validated in many ways. And so, um, yeah. so yeah, like she, I think she understands what I do because, in part, that's what she does too. And so, uh-huh. like our family, like our kids are very musical as a result of that. I mean, I, I work from home. Uh, my studio is a, I mean, it's a $15,000 studio. Like, I've invested, and I still got a ways to go. Like, I mean, there are studio, there are million-dollar studios out there. I'm just scratching the surface. I mean, um, mm-hmm. you could buy Pro Tools, a couple plug-ins, it's been 15000 So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a lot. And so I've been investing in my studio you know, ten years in the eleven years in the making, and so um, my kids, you know, they like we 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 make songs with them when they when they feel the inspiration. They sing a lot. They we let them work on beats, and you know, my 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 oldest son has made several beats, and you know, just showing them the ropes, and and we don't want to pressure them into it because I'm like, if you don't have to do music because we do music, you don't have to keep the the legacy going like if you want to be a lawyer if you want to be a doctor if you want to be a owner of a franchise or whatever you want to be that we we will support you 100 percent um but we're grateful that because of the 
light that we cast and because they see, you know, how popular we are, they're inspired by that. Like, wow, we have great parents who we enjoy their music and maybe because things are heredit some things are hereditary and some things are just by environment, maybe we can be just as good or better than our parents at music. And so, you know, we give them that creative space, that environment. Um, and so they know, like, when I hit the road, I mean, that doesn't mean, like, my, my kids don't miss me when I'm gone or my wife doesn't yeah. miss me when I'm gone, but they understand why I'm doing it. They understand that I'm out here changing lives. They, they know we're ministering to people and we're affecting people, you know, in a way that, you know, I would be doing myself a disservice if I just buried my talent, you know. I, I, I yeah. got to put my talent out there as many places as I can so that, you know, when God holds me accountable, he'd be like, you didn't bury your talent. You you multiplied it, and you you made an investment, and you, you gave me a return on my investment. And so, you know, that's where I'm at, and that's where my family's at, and I'm grateful, you know, that they support me and that, you know, I don't think, if my wife didn't support my music, I don't, like, from the jump. I mean, I can understand, like, if 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 a husband just all of a sudden wants to just do music and is not bringing in the, the, the bacon to provide for the family and the wife is not on board with it, that's one thing. But I was rapping before we met. So I'm like, yo, if you, if we going to be doing this, like, you got to get down with my music because this is, yeah. this is, what I do, I mean, it's huge, and I mean, I'm I'm a rare breed too, so it's not like you now I'm I'm speaking from a artist who is who's had successes, who hasn't reached his pinnacle. You know, I don't feel like I'm nowhere where I could be, but it's uh-huh. not like I'm trying to see if this will work. Like, <laughs> no, it's working. You know, so I mean, it, it's she she sees the fruit too, which definitely helps. Um, and side note, like. There was a point where my wife wasn't supportive of my music. Um, I actually write about it on the 8th, uh, the song Counting Sheep. You know, it's, it's about because cause we got to a point, not that the music wasn't good, it's just the music industry was changing. It's like, all right, you know, I was getting behind on bills, and I didn't know if this music thing was worth doing anymore. And so I was looking for work, and I was, you know, I didn't want to be the person dragging my family through the mud trying to fulfill this Christian hip-hop dream. And I know people mm-hmm. out there that do that. But I was like, yo, if, if this album doesn't pop off and it doesn't provide for us the way we need to, I, I will find work elsewhere. And I'm glad I listened to the Holy Spirit and follow because now my wife, again, sees the fruit. And she's like, wow, like, I'm, I'm glad you ain't listening to me. Like, I'm glad you follow <laughs> God because, yeah, otherwise I might be a mad, disgruntled, you know, oh, you know, person who's, you know, yeah. his dream never came to pass. And, you know, what happens to a dream deferred? Like, it, it, yeah, it, it makes uh, the heart sick. Explodes. Yeah, so um, so as far as balancing out family life with ministry life, like, how do you do that? So, I, again, I'm speaking from a rare perspective. So I, this, I don't think this could be applied to everybody, but I think, I think what a person has to do is find that what's a necessity and what's just something that could be done without. And so for me, um, our family, because I do, like, I couldn't just rap and provide for my family. Like, it's, I, I, 
I I depend heavy on music production and doing shows. It's all those things combined that that provides for my family to where I could do music full time. My wife doesn't does she doesn't have a occupation like she she's a homemaker. So I, I don't want to say she don't have a job because she does. Like three kids and taking care of houses is a yeah. huge job. But um yeah. But um but yeah she doesn't have to go to work and. and clock in per se but um yeah but like we're so we're surviving off of one income and i don't work 40 hours a week like i work like 32 hours a week and so what i do to is a because i work from home i don't have to worry about driving to work and driving back to work you know some people only have to go 10 minutes up to work and 10 minutes back but some people work hours two hours away you know just yeah on a situation so a, the fact that I work from home and I control my own hours, um, it allows me more time with my family. So I cook for my family. Uh, I take my kids to school every day. I pick them up from the bus stop. Um, all those kind of things are moments where I get to invest in my kids and, and my wife. You know, when when all the kids are at school, my wife and I go on dates, you know, and we'll go have breakfast or go to the movies or different things like that. Um, I work six and a half hours a day, every day, Monday through Friday, unless I have a concert. If I have a concert, mm-hmm. I deduct um, whatever whatever hours I'm going to be gone, I deduct that from my work week because I'll be working away from home. And then what I do, like, if, for instance, if I'm on an airplane, I use that time to work on the plane, you know, so that that's less work. I have to do at home. So, um, and then, yeah. And then like another thing we do, I was just talking to, um, my boys about this is, is, you know, it's not about what you make. It's about, it's about what you spend. So, I mean, you can make $10,000 and have more money than a person that make a hundred thousand dollars because it depends on what your expenses are. And so we just try to keep our expenses low so that I don't have to work like a dog every day. Like, do we really yeah. need like I you know do we need those, the newest car you know our, our cars are are not super old but I mean they're paid off I don't have a car note I um you know I don't uh I cut I you know our bills are low like I, I uh I cook and we don't we don't eat out a lot like we do eat out we do go out and eat like because we need that and mice sometimes needs a break cooking or i need a break from cooking because i cook dinner off too yeah we make sure like we try to we try to hey what all right it's tuesday that means b-dubs is doing wing night all right it's it's, everything is calculated like if we're going to go out to eat like we make sure to go out to eat you know where it's reasonable on our budget like skyline chili is a spot in cincinnati where um they kids eat free on Wednesdays, I mean, you could have 20 kids, and they all going to eat for free uh, to them two parents. Like, and so we, you know, like, we don't mind going to, like, a Chipotle. Um, you know, it is, inex- it is inexpensive compared to other places, but it's even more inexpensive to cook. And so a lot of times we're cooking instead of relying on fast food, plus it's healthier for you anyway. Um, yeah. So that's a way to stretch your dollar because you're you're cooking food and you got leftovers and and really a lot of people don't realize how you know money plays a key into how you can balance your family because obviously if you got all this overhead you got all these bills you're working to pay these bills whereas if you got 
you know, the less bills you have, the more you more the less you got to worry about as far as buying services to where now I have that time where I could spend it I could spend it with my family. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, what am I working for? Am I working for Netflix and phone bill and you know and cable and all these things, or am I working so I can provide for my family? Like, am I working at the end of the day just so I can? scroll through Facebook and and Instagram. Not that those things are bad, but it's just I don't want to say (laughs) I work 40 hours a week just so I can get on Facebook and scroll (laughs) through people's timelines. Like, I'm trying to impact my family, teach my family, and impact those around me serving my church. Like, and and, and then, you know, and and like I said, entertainment's cool, eating out is cool. Those things are great, but – um. But, yeah, I don't want to be a slave to those things. And I think that's for us, like, that's how we, we keep it balanced, um, you know, and I'm able to work less but still hit the road and, and still get it in with my family at the same time. That's what's up, man. So what's the future for K-Drama, man? What do you see on the horizon? What do you think God oh, is taking man. you? The future is bright, my friend. I'm excited. Uh so I'm, I'm starting a new record label. It's called Playwright Music. Um, I currently have I have an artist that's locked in. I have another artist that is pretty much locked in. I just got to do a few things on the business end to, to tie them up. But um, we're about to – so um, the artist I have, his name is Scott Sims, and um, he's, he's um, a singer, rapper. He plays piano, um, producer. I mean, you name it, he can do it. And uh, – I'm telling you, like, mark my words, this dude is about to light the game on fire. Like, he, he has a pure voice, uh, really dope artist. The moment I heard him, I was like, bruh, like, we got to work, we got to do work together. So, so uh, I'm grateful for him. Um, he's actually in the car with me. And then um, okay. I got to send you his project. It's called uh, Yeah, Stella. It's really dope. Um, so, yeah, he's dropping an album, though, um, next year. And then I'm working on uh, a compilation album. I'm working on uh, Behind the Glory, the 10th year anniversary album. That's about to drop soon because um, I don't got many months left until we're in the next year, so I need to drop this thing quick. And then um, I'm working on this. I did uh, Throwback Thursday Volume 1, so uh, that was that was received well last year, so I'm doing Throwback Thursday Volume 2. So that will be a weekly series. Uh, I got a couple beats for it already, um, so, yeah, we're going to start rolling those out soon. And those will come out every Thursday. Uh, it'll be like an eight, eight to ten week series. Um, and then uh, I'm working on a. I have an EP in the work called Weatherman, and it's spelled W uh, H E T H E R Man, not W E A T H E R. Yeah. And so uh-huh. I'm working on that. Like that'll drop um, <laughs> sometime next year, early next year, probably after Scott Films. And then I'm gonna drop an album probably like in the fall of next year. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot um, on the brink. So I'm, I'm going to drop some music videos from the Ace and hopefully Throwback Thursday Volume 1. Uh, I was going to do a video to uh, Upside Down, but actually um, one, of, one, of the, uh, one of a good um, friend of mine in Cincinnati, her name is Christy Payne, uh, she actually asked if she could do a remix to Upside Down, and then she ended up shooting a video to it. So I don't want to. Like, even though it's my song, I don't want to, like, bite off of her in a sense because the video she did was pretty similar to what I was going to do uh, for mine. So I'm trying to let that breathe. But I, I want to do some 
videos, the volume one, because a lot of people are just getting hip to it, um, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm performing and I'm doing upside down. They're like, yo, what's this? So, so, um, so yeah. So, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of stuff in the works. I'm going to keep, keep doing shows, and uh, hopefully, you know, I'll be back in, in Baltimore. Uh, yeah, I was about to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't got nothing scheduled as of yet, but, I mean, we – we're, I'm, I've been um, the booking requests have been coming in, especially with the new album out. Like I just feel like it just put a refresh button on everything, and so uh, a lot of people, a lot of cities I haven't been to in a while, I'm starting to go to again. So I'm I'm excited, man. It's it's, it's going to be a really bright future uh, for for my music and those who I'm working with. That's what's up, man. So. Why don't you tell people how they can find you and follow you and all that kind of stuff, man? Certainly. So uh, I'm on um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter under the handle KDrama513. Um, you can find me on there. Follow me. And then I'm also on Facebook. I have a I have three accounts. So, but there's one account that's like my fan page. But I I respond like. People send me messages on there. I respond back. It's got a it's got a verified check mark on it, so that's how you know. Because the other two are like personal pages, and they're they're fooled. Like you're friends with me, um, yeah, on yeah. One of them. And so those I got five thousand friends on, so I can't add any more friends. So that Facebook will only let you add five thousand. Yeah. But on the like page, it's unlimited. So I mean, if you if you like me on there. And um, send me a message. I, I, I most likely will respond, or if you comment on something, I usually respond to those too, as much as I can, because I get a lot of messages. Um, yeah. But I try my best. I'm grateful for each one, and I try my best to reply. And then um, I'm also on, I'm on Snapchat too. I don't get on there much, but you can follow me on there. Uh, K Drama Five One Three as well. And then uh, um. And I think that I think those are all of them. Yeah, and I'm, I mean yeah. YouTube. I got videos on YouTube. You could, uh, I think it's K. It's uh, K Drama Music. I think on YouTube. Because uh, if you just type in K Drama, a bunch of Korean dramas pop up. Like, they, they, <laughs> man, they, they got a monopoly on this K Drama thing for some reason. So wow. I'm trying to work it. I'm trying to get more. And it's weird because I got views on some of my videos. Got a lot of views, but. And their videos won't have as many views. Their stuff will pop up before mine do, and I don't know why. So um, I got <laughs> yeah, to talk to YouTube crazy. about that. Get that fixed. Shoot. I need, yeah, I need no the doubt. Bug, so. <laughs> yeah. so that's where you can find me, though. So um, tell them how they can get a hold of your new album, man, and any of your other projects. So the best way that I encourage people to buy my music is off my website because the money goes directly to me instantly. So uh, it's kdramamusic.com. That's k dash or hyphen um drama music.com and you just click on store and you could you could buy cds if you like cds cds are better quality still than mp3s i mean if you want the better quality buy the cd or you could digitally download it direct from my website and a lot of times my music is cheaper on my website than on itunes but i don't discriminate so if you if you're like yo i got an (laughs) itunes gift card and I want to use it on, on your album, I like the interview, then, yeah, you could definitely go on iTunes. Um, most of my albums are on there, but not all of them. That's why you should go to my website, because all my albums are on my website. Um, but most of them are on um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can stream my music. Um, 
you know, whatever whatever service you use, it's probably on there. And um, yeah, definitely download. Uh, I got I got eight albums. So, uh, but I would start with the eighth uh, and go back. Like, start with start with the latest one, and then and go backwards. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, once again, man, uh, thank you for being on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is K Drama that we had in the building in the studio today. And uh, I really appreciate you being on here today, man. And uh, we're definitely going to get you back again um, and and have some more um, information for the, the audience out there, the fans and those that follow you, man. So thank you for being on here again, man. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I appreciate it.